I love, 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 love Jesus, but I, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but I love pizza, and I know that by me saying that I love, 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 I don't know how many I use Jesus. Yeah. I. Mm-hmm. I'm almost making it sound like, does she only consume the Eucharist? No, of course not. <laughs> but I just want to make sure I have my priorities correct. Jesus yeah, is yeah. first, but yeah. I love pizza. Welcome to a Pondering Heart podcast. We're two friends learning and growing together in our Catholic faith. We'll talk about the triumphs and struggles that we face on our journey. And then we'll dive even deeper. My name is Amina Morrow. And I'm Rachel Wong. Let's ponder out loud together. Hello, and welcome to A Pondering Heart Podcast. My name is Emmy, and I'm joined with my co-host and friend, Rachel Wong. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I am great. Thanks, Emmy. Very well. (laughs) It's great. Um, last episode, we introduced the podcast and what it's all about. And today, we are going to be talking about who we are, how Rachel and I met and became friends, and dive deeper a little bit so you guys can get to know us in this episode. I'm so excited. This Me is, too. We've got some fun things <laughs> planned here. So uh, yeah, I'm really excited. That's great. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to dive in? Yes, absolutely. Perfect. Okay. Maybe we can start a little bit with how we met. Sure. Yeah. You want to start that story? Sure. And and I know that we always, mm-hmm. we talk about this often, I feel like. Very and I, I don't know if this is just me or maybe like you experienced this too, Emmy, and maybe other listeners as well, is that with some friends, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's just, I, I simply can't remember when the first encounter was. It's almost as if you have always been in my life like it's that kind of relationship like I feel like I've known you for so long right right and you've just always been there but I think we came to this consensus that it Mm -hmm. was and maybe actually for context um, Emmy and I are both based in the Archdiocese of Vancouver in BC in Canada and we met at a young adults event but specifically for writing and creatives yes I think it was the Catholic creators event okay. that they had that the archdiocese led one time mm-hmm. yeah that was the one yeah and do you remember when that was yes <laughs> i actually do because okay it was weirdly significant to the timeline that i had for myself um i believe it was like i'm gonna say 2018 maybe okay. i think it was 2018 wow so that's not even that long ago yeah i mean in the grand scheme of things not even Very that long true. ago so <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. But but yeah, but I think after we had that encounter, mm-hmm. and I think also to the beauty of Facebook, your name was one of those that popped up in my, you know, mutual friends you may know. So I knew <laughs> of you. And I think we kind of flowed in very similar circles. So, you know, mm-hmm. your name would come up and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I knew of you and mm-hmm. I met you at this event. I was like, okay, like it's cool, you know, to finally put a face to a name or a voice to a name and a face. And then maybe after that, we might have like lost touch. And it wasn't until I guess it was maybe a year later, we were at a mutual mm-hmm. friend's birthday. Maybe a few months. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And yeah, and we kind of stayed in touch ever since like we had a couple things that 
we had in common. And of course, Mm -hmm. like we had met each other first at that event. So we both Mm -hmm. knew that we were very interested in writing and having creative outlets. And we were very similar people. So I think it just made sense. And then like you alluded to in the last episode, I mean, I think we had like catch ups or conversations that were pretty (laughs) spread out. And then they got like more dense and dense and dense to the point where sometimes I'd be on a walk and I'd be like, I wonder what Emmy's up to. So I'll just call her (laughs) and then we'll have a conversation. (laughs) And now we're having that. Yeah, that's so funny. I never knew I was in your people you may know on Facebook because I heard of you because of your blog way back in the day, like when you used to use GIFs. Like that was a oh my really gosh. long time ago. <laughs> Rest in peace to that, Rachel. Um, I used GIFs, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was about crushes too. Yeah. That's why, like... It, that's cringe. It, it intrigued me and I was like, she and I will get along. I don't know. I think we had talked about yeah, blog and stuff. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was that though. So that is funny. Again, <laughs> deeper in friendship. There you go. We're getting to know each other a little deeper today too. That's so funny. Wow. Yes. Yes. And now here we are starting a podcast together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Shall we dig deeper into our questions now, do you think? Sure. Let's do that. Okay. So what is your favorite food? Okay, so this is, I know when we were preparing for this episode, I suggested this and Emmy like rolled her eyes. And I think anyone who knows me will mm. also roll their eyes Very at true. this. So I love, 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 love Jesus. But I, <laughs> I know it. <laughs> but I love pizza. And I know that by me saying that I love, 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 I don't know how many I use Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm almost making it sound like, does she only consume the Eucharist? No, of course not. (laughs) But I just want to make sure I have my priorities correct. Jesus first, but I love pizza. It's almost, I think, like a borderline obsession and people (laughs) get worried for me sometimes, but I do promise that I eat other things. I do have an appreciation for other food. Very true. Actually, funnily enough, Emmy, when she sent me her Christmas card, she used a pizza sticker and it made me very happy. Like I love the card, of course, but I saw the pizza sticker. I was like, this is perfect. Oh my gosh, one of my top 10 Rachel Wong moments was when um, we were at an event once. I think it was one that I led. It was like an Immaculate event that I led one time. Someone pointed out Rachel's phone wallpaper and it was this huge piece of pizza. And she laughs, laughs and she goes, I know it probably should be like a picture of Jesus, but here we are. I'm still human. Yes, she's still human, guys. But man does not live on bread alone. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's pizza. I I don't really know where it came from. It's just something that I've loved for so, so long. Yeah. What about you? Honestly, I am such a foodie that it's so difficult to pick one food. But I guess if I were to pick one at this moment, I will shout out to all of my Filipinos out there. I love lumpia. Oh, I do too. (laughs) <laughs> Yay. for those of you listeners who do not know what it is it's like spring roll it's okay it's basically spring roll but like with a filipino <laughs> twist i don't know why i said that but yeah it's some filipino twist spring roll it's so good it's like at every single filipino party out there my mom bought a pack yesterday so i've just been like eating it so good it's great that is my favorite food nothing more to it i'm sure there's more but that's that's the first one <laughs> that popped yeah. in my head that's a thousand percent decent. I mean, you go to any party where there are Filipinos and it's the trays, like the deep foil trays. Yes. yes. You know, I see people uncovering the foil. I'm like, I know what's in there and it's lumpia and it never disappoints. <laughs> so I Very true. absolutely agree. Okay. Awesome. 
Emmy, movie or TV character that you identify with? I guess I'll say a mix of two. I would say, um, have you ever watched New Girl? No, no but I'm familiar okay. with it. Okay, is it cool, Zoe cool. Deschanel? Yes. yes. Okay, okay, so that's actually her character. Her character. Jess, right? her, yes, it's Jess. I okay. love her so much because, like, my background is in education, and I'm a little quirky for people that know me. And her outfits resemble mine because I will always be seen with a cardigan or a dress or skirt. Yes. And um, very much Jess. And I would also say Belle because you can always find me beside a book. It's probably going to be the Bible or a spiritual book, but one or the other, you'll find me with a book. Um, So I like those two. How about you, Rach? So I'm a huge fan of The Office. The character that I identify with is Jim Halpert. So, Emmy, have you watched The Office before? No, I haven't, but I've heard good things. Okay, so basically, no spoilers here. We don't spoil anything here, but, (laughs) you know, Jim Halpert is known for being this guy who is just, like, his demeanor is very, like, are you serious sometimes? Like, he doesn't take things, like, super seriously, which I think a lot of people may be like, no, like, you do take things seriously, but that's not the point. The point is, is that... Whenever something happens, and I think people like, you know, who aren't familiar with The Office, what you need to understand is that it's filmed as a mockumentary. And of course, people who've watched this will know it. So there are cameras that follow them around. And basically, anytime something random or bizarre happens, and we have gifs of this everywhere, you just see Jim turn to look at the camera and just react. So he'll just make this face like you can't see this, but he'll just kind of like, what? Make a face. And that's literally me in my life. Like I will see things happen on the street at home or I'll see something on the news and I'm like where's the camera because this is unreal are you just looking at like random cameras in real life I'm just looking in a random corner (laughs) in the room and be like are you serious (laughs) (laughs) so that's me I think I've even said it out loud once or twice and be like where's the mockumentary crew (laughs) of my life Yes, yes. I can imagine you saying that as is you're looking at an imaginary camera. Like, where is it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. There you uh, go. Okay. Okay, so Miss Feminine Genius Podcast host, mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have a favorite podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apart from no, your are own? we biased or unbiased? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so in all seriousness, I think maybe like I'll quickly like break it down into mm. maybe spiritual and um, you know secular podcasts because I, I consume a lot of podcasts I think like many people spiritually I really love the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal yes their mm. podcast Poco Poco oh man I love the the Friars so much they're so wonderful um, so charismatic and just mm. so great so listen to their podcast Poco Poco I think it goes without saying like I love abiding together Mm-hmm. And one that I actually recently just really have gotten hooked onto is Word on Fire. Um, so Bishop Ooh, Barron and the yeah. Word on Fire Institute. So I know that this is kind of cheating. Um, the question was, do you have a favorite podcast? And I'm going to just go off on you. But um, so those are the three that I would recommend and that are my favorite for spiritual. And then when it comes to like secular, I also have a bunch. But the one that I really love is 99% Invisible. And it's a podcast on like design and Mm -hmm. architecture. And it basically kind of, in many ways, actually, it looks beyond the surface of things and and really explores hidden meanings or Mm. goes deeper into the reasons as to why certain things exist in the way that they do in the built environment. What about you? 
For me, I totally agree with what you said for the spiritual because I totally listen to Poco Poco. I love their friendship so much. They're really cute. One of the podcasts that really got me into the podcast game was Clerically Speaking. So it's a podcast hosted by a Canadian and an American priest, and they just talk about culture, Twitter, Catholicism. It's really fun. I actually got the chance to talk to Father Harrison. It was really fun. My fangirling was immortalized on audio, and I think it is, again, right now, which is totally fine. Hi, Father Harrison. If you're listening to this, you're probably not, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I love that podcast. Abiding Together is also one of the top, and this one is a little bit of an odd choice, okay. but we live for odd choices. That's right. Okay. I had to check what the name was, but like Rachel alluded to, I have trouble sleeping. So I found this podcast that helps you sleep. And that sounds really weird. It's called Sleep With Me Podcast. So there's this guy, but he just talks and like he has a really nice lull voice. And you're just listening to him talk about random stuff to the point where you're just you fall asleep. And that's the whole point. It's worked for me. So I don't know if it'll work for anyone else, but it's fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sleep podcasts are like a whole genre and market of their own because I listened to a few of those as well. Ooh, okay. um, one that I may recommend to you and maybe to our listeners. <laughs> that's what you came for. Sleep podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. That's called Sleepy, literally Sleepy. Uh, similarly, I think the host, he just reads stories usually. Like he'll just read things that are in the public domain to lull you to sleep. But yes. occasionally he'll do ones that are really, really random. He opened up the dictionary to the letter R and reading every entry and I think it almost did the opposite effect to me where I was like <laughs> this can't be happening but it's actually happening <laughs> I love that so much like wow okay so switching gears a bit Emmy what did you want to be growing up okay good question when I was younger I had this I don't know if it was like a conscious choice but I had this dream of wanting to become a doctor which is like so far away from where I'm at now because I'm a writer. Medicines are cool, but I just cannot like administer that and like take care of people. I barely take care of myself like that. But like one of my like dream, 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 dreams growing up, I really wanted to be this like famous pop star. Like, Aww. you know, like... Like Leia Salonga? <laughs> More like Hannah Montana. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just checking. But I do love Leia Salonga. It was a fun dream to have. And yeah, here I am now totally far away from what I dreamed but much better than I thought I'd ever be how about you this maybe requires a bit of backstory my mom's side of the family there are four sisters she's one of four sisters and then we have all these cousins but we're kind of spread all over the world and then from time to time we would all come together when when I was maybe like seven or eight we had some kind of family reunion and I just have this vivid memory where we had like my cousins and I, like literally all of us, the eldest one being, I guess, at that time, 12. And then, of course, I'm seven. And my younger sister and our siblings, we had this imaginary company. And I don't remember what it's called. Maybe my mom knows. But for whatever reason, they had assigned me as the lawyer for what? the company. And it stuck with me. I was just like, I want to be a lawyer. Like there's an entry that I wrote in sixth grade where I was just like, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'm going to be a lawyer. 
Now, would I have been a good lawyer? Who's to say? But (laughs) the point is, is that that was something that I was very strongly convicted of. And when I read that old grade six journal entry, I found it very bizarre. I was like, where did that even come from? And then the more I thought about it, the more I went deep into my memory, I was like, oh, that's why it was something. (laughs) And yeah, and that was something that I wanted to do as a kid. I wanted to be a lawyer. Wow. Alternate universe, man. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Crown prosecutor, Rachel Wong. I don't know if I'd be able to do that. I don't know. (laughs) Although I feel like you can make a good case for pizza. (laughs) Yeah. The one and only lawsuit I would win. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So next question. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is a bit of a fun question. Um, So Rachel, who is your favorite saint and why? Favorite saint and why? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, does it only have to be one? You do whatever you your heart's desire. Okay, I'm thank open you so to either much. one. For the sake of time, I will keep it to three. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> did you just hear me? Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, yes. I did. Very yes. intentionally, I did, yes. Um, <laughs> so number one, I think just mm-hmm. by virtue of, I host the Feminine Genius podcast, so I would be remiss if I didn't quote my guy, Pope St. John Paul II. And, you know, there are so many reasons why I love Pope John Paul II. I think my favorite thing being his charism and care for just people in general, but in particular, I think young people as well as women. And hence how I came to start that podcast. And and if you want to learn more about that, just small plug, you can go and check that out for yourself. But anyway, (laughs) he's just a wonderful man. You know, just like Mm -hmm. look at any photo of him ever right and there's just so much joy i cannot you know stop gushing about john paul ii so i love him and he is a wonderful saint the second would be again i would be remiss if i didn't cite maybe the og feminine genius and uh, saint edith stein or her religious name is uh, saint Teresa benedicta of the cross so john paul ii actually cites some of the work that edith stein does and you know she was actually raised jewish Mm-hmm. became an atheist, and then had a massive conversion, and then entered the Carmelites, and she died as a Carmelite sister. And then on top of that, like, you know, prior to her conversion, and, and even shortly after, like, she was, you know, at that time, she lived in, um, like, the World War One, World War Two era. Obviously, being Jewish was um, at a big risk, but she really defied a lot of norms at the time and was very smart. You know, she wanted to teach And she wrote so many essays, like I have a book of her essays and just the depth of her understanding and also her desire to know the truth. That's not so much the thing that I identify with, but I think it's just like it's that ongoing desire to just go deeper, I think. So, of course, like hence this podcast as well. But anyway, St. Edith Stein. And then the last one that maybe I'll point to is uh, St. Dymphna. I won't go into her whole story here, but it's an incredible one. Do look her up. And she's the patroness of those who suffer with mental illness. Mental illness has been a huge part of my own journey and my own walk with Jesus. And at first I thought that I was really alone in that. And then, of course, I came to see, no, like God is with me in my suffering. But also there is actually a patron saint. And of course, Saint Dymphna is not the only one, but she was one of the the ones that many people had pointed me to. So, yeah, so to... Sum up, John Paul II, Edith Stein, and St. Dymphna. Nice, nice, solid three. What about you? Uh, One of my top saint friends, um, the first one is St. Teresa Lizia. Reason being is because I didn't really like her. Not that I didn't, okay. I was one of those people that didn't really like get her. 
when mm-hmm. I first got to know her, just because like I felt like growing up, she was always a bit flowery to a point. And I just Literally. felt like, cause, right, right, exactly. And I was a bit of a like a tomboy growing up. It's very different to who I am now. Anyway, I just didn't feel like I could relate to her. But then mm-hmm. it got to a point where as I was going deeper into my faith and my faith journey, um, she picked me in a way. Like, I always believe that your saint picks you. She came into my life randomly and I couldn't not see her everywhere. And she answered a really great prayer of mine through a novena. But ever since then, like, she's been such a great prayer intercessor. She's like my go-to saint. My second one is actually my confirmation saint. And this is also something that Rachel and I also kind of have in common. Claire of Assisi. So she is very near and dear to my heart as well. She was one of those saints that picked me because for confirmation, we were asked to pick a saint. And I thought that she was the patron saint of music because I think I went on a website and I thought that's what it said. Um, (laughs) It's been kind of cool, though, because like she's been... Um, she's been there and like watching over me and actually the parish that I go to now is named after her so it's kind of cool it kind of worked out even in my adulthood so she's been there and my last one I want to say this saint even though I don't know him as well but he is very present Mm -hmm. the last one is Saint John of the Cross so another Carmelite Mm -hmm. another great Carmelite saint his feast day is actually on my birthday and we share that we both write I mean he writes better than I do but (laughs) I love 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 hearing about him and his story and even though I don't know him as well I ask for his prayers yeah that's awesome yeah St. John of the Cross Mm -hmm. and of course yeah like all of those saints yeah please pray for us and Mm -hmm. and just as a a point of fact checking um, St. Clair is the patron saint of television (gasps) um, as well as a a number of other things as they usually are but anyway Mm -hmm. just in case anyone was wondering (laughs) Okay, a favorite part about being Catholic. Ooh, okay. I think something that I'm learning to appreciate as I'm getting older, as we all are, is how universal the church is. Our faith is universal. It's been the same way for thousands of years. And I like how if you go to any part of the world Um, and if you attend mass even if you don't understand a language you'll understand what's happening Mm -hmm. and that's always something that I've kept so close to my heart because growing up I was raised in the Philippines and in the area where I lived in it's a little more Spanish based a little bit so we call it Chabacano which is like the dialect and the masses that I would attend would be English Tagalog which is like the Filipino language and Chabacano and there's also like another one that I don't remember so like Growing up, I would be faced with these languages that I do not understand, Jivakano in that sense. And I kind of just learned to see that beautiful, like, universalness and being, I don't know if that makes any sense. But like, Mm. to see how wherever you are in the world, you'll find a home in a Catholic church. Wow. And that's something that I've always kind of loved. And alluding back to our previous question, if you are struggling with a certain topic or um, wanting guidance or wanting to learn a little bit more about a certain topic, you'll find a saint Hmm. that's a patron saint for that. What other religion or will you find something like that? And I find so much comfort knowing that if there's saints that had lived 
quote unquote worse lives than me and became a saint, there is hope for me Amen. <laughs> and for all of us, right? So it's universal, it's traditional, it's open, it's approachable, and it's the truth. And that's something that I really love and appreciate about our faith. Mm. Wow. How about you? Now, this is crazy, but go with mm-hmm. me on this. I put this question in just because it was something that I was asked previously on another podcast that I was fortunate enough to be a guest on. And I'm not even joking when I say that everything that you just said is what I said to that question. So I'm not going to take away or detract from anything. I think you said it perfectly. The one thing that I might add is just this idea that of all of the major religions in our world, different religions kind of paint the the people as looking up to the deity or God. But it's only in Catholicism, really, where God is the one that comes down to pursue us. So it's the God who always engages. It's the God who always initiates. Mm -hmm. And he wants to have a relationship with us. He wants to have a relationship with you and I. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's really just such a beautiful truth that it takes a long time to Mm -hmm. really come to terms with. But the moments that you do, man, like it's just so beautiful. So I -hmm. would just add that along with everything that you just said, Emmy. Like, I think you said it perfectly. Wonderful. Okay. I'm very excited about this question. Can you share an experience that helped you see the heart of God more clearly? Mm, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would have to say the one that comes to mind. And like I just for the sake of time, we can't go into the whole thing. My conversion moments and, and like I mentioned in the last episode, I am cradle Catholic, but certainly I didn't come to the faith or at least like into a fuller understanding of my faith and my relationship with God. Um, until I was like 20 years old. And my faith conversion really centered around the Eucharist and in Eucharistic adoration and really having God reveal himself in the way that he knows me intimately. Like he knows my struggle, he knows my pain, and he loves me regardless. And I think that that was when I really was given that opportunity to see his heart. And I think that you know, who am I to see that? Who am I to have that be revealed to me? And yet God Mm -hmm. knew that that is what I needed in -hmm. order for me to just like grow and trust him. And again, that kind of goes back to my previous thought about how he's always the one that engages. Mm -hmm. Like he's not just like, oh, well, if Rachel doesn't care about me, then I don't care about her. Like, Mm -hmm. no, he continually pursued me to the point where it was almost like undeniable and it just made sense that he wanted to have a relationship with me. So yeah, like I said, it's a it's part of a much longer story that we don't have time for today. But uh, yeah, I would say that that was really a key one for me. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, what about you? For myself, oh man, how to even talk about it? You know how something happens and it's just so unbelievable that you just know mm-hmm. that it's God? Something similar like that happened to me as well. And What really surprised me was it came in a period of stillness where I was really able to just allow myself to just sit and to listen to him in a way that I've never really allowed myself before. Because, you know, in your early 20s and you're learning about life, noise tends to come into the way. But when you really put yourself in that position to just listen to him and to give him the space to come inside, he just takes it. Yeah, I guess I can talk about like a silent retreat that I went to. I was not able to talk because it was a silent retreat. And it was my first time ever doing something like that. And I opened the door just a little bit and he (laughs) just flooded it with his love. (laughs) And I could not handle it. But 
When you give God the space to work in your life, he takes it. And it's so beautiful because I thought that in order for God to love me, I had to act. I had to quote unquote perform. But when I gave him the space to work in my life, even just a small like opening, he took it and he flooded me with his love. And it just takes that one yes. And uh, we'll talk more about this later. I'd love to like dig deeper into that idea. But yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listeners, I hope that you had fun like learning a little bit more about <laughs> Emmy and I and our relationship, our friendship. But mm-hmm. as always, we will close with a very simple question. What's on your heart? Here we go. Okay. What's on my heart? Allowing God to work in your life is such a huge gift and it should be something that we don't take for granted. And I think that's something that I need to ponder a little bit more about because that's something that I struggle with. Um, So that's on my heart. I'm going to give God the space to work and we'll see what he'll do with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Now, this is going to be really random, but here we go. You know, we were talking about favorite podcasts earlier. And like I mentioned, one of the podcasts that I've really been getting into was Bishop Barron's Word on Fire. And mm -hmm. yeah, he's a really powerful speaker and just so knowledgeable. And I aspire to have that level of knowledge. (laughs) But anyway, recently I've been very interested in Vatican II and what it was, what led up to it. And then, of course, what happened after it? Because I think like right now we are in this very interesting age of division. And, you know, a lot of us talk about in the world, there's so much division and there is no doubt about that. But I think like what I've really had on my heart a lot recently is just this idea that even in Catholicism, there is a lot of division. Again, this is too big of a topic to get into now, but I guess like my heart is kind of hurting And I guess this is what happens when, you know, we are a church of men and women. Um, We're a church of human beings. The reason why I bring up Vatican II is because like one of the big points of division and maybe the pain points even is just this idea that, um, you know, you have like a very traditionalist movement and, you know, they kind of look at other people as being too liberal. And then maybe the liberals look at traditionalists as being too extreme and, I don't want to say that it's kind of like, oh, well, why can't we just all get along? Because obviously I can kind of see pain points in everyone's camp. But anyway, it's just been it's been a difficult thing, I think, to kind of sift through. And then ultimately, like, where does that place me and how do I Mm -hmm. see God in that? So anyway, not to end on a bit of a down note, but (laughs) uh, God is still good. God is still good. Because God, his church is it's his. It's it's like kind of operated now by humans, but it's still divinely inspired. God is still at work, even when it doesn't seem like it. So that's true. That's true. And a lot more for us to ponder on. Amen. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. So shall we close with a prayer? Yes, yes. absolutely. Okay. Um, so let's put ourselves in the presence of our Lord. As we say in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving us the space to get to know each other a little bit more and to introduce ourselves in this episode. Um, We pray that you may continue to watch over us, to take care of us, 
and to unite us together as brothers and sisters under your name. We pray that you guide us to be better Catholics and to grow deeper into our journey to holiness and to sainthood. And like Mama Mary, may we ponder upon all that we've learned um, throughout the week, through this episode. And we ask that you keep us in your hearts as we keep you in ours. All this we pray. Amen. May the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to a Pondering Heart podcast. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a Pondering Heart podcast. Join us next time as we continue on our journey to sainthood.